All right, big news today. Uh, we've been waiting for it. We've expected it, but we weren't sure until it was official. Today, it was official. Brandon, play the video from Manny Gonzalez, our sheriff, announcing he is running for mayor. Albuquerque is a great place to live because of our people. Manny Gonzalez, Albuquerque Roots, a lifetime of service. This is where I was born and raised. We didn't have much, but our parents raised us right. My dad worked at the landfill as a heavy equipment operator. He taught us the value of working hard. Mom volunteered to serve our community and taught us the importance of serving others. Manny's family saved up and opened a small business, creating jobs. Manny Gonzalez joined the Marine Corps right out of high school, proudly serving our country for four years. Came home and graduated from college. Manny Gonzalez joined the Sheriff's Department, rose up through the ranks from patrol deputy all the way to county sheriff, a tough on crime sheriff. He's credited with making the department one of the most effective agencies in the region willing to work with anyone to make our community safer. Now Manny Gonzalez is running for mayor. This is our home. This is where me and my wife are raising our children. And Albuquerque deserves much better than what we are getting. If you look around, you know we have big challenges in this city. Crime rate nearly four times the national average. Record homicides. Homelessness is out of control. Small businesses devastated, while big corporations get sweet deals. Albuquerque needs a leader with common sense priorities who will put people before politics. Nobody will work harder for working families or making our neighborhood safe. Manny Gonzalez, a lifetime of service, the right leader for Albuquerque. Please join our campaign by signing our petition and making a $5 contribution today. Manny Gonzalez for mayor. And just like that, it's now a race. And let me tell you, uh, I'm my political consultant hat right now. That is a very, very effective ad. Uh, I think it came out of the gate, uh, obviously with the big announcement. Uh, they they look, they, they waited to the point now where you can actually you have to get these $5 contributions. Uh, and so that was important that it coincided uh, with uh, being able to collect the contributions. But most importantly, I think it covered it really hit on a lot of the key themes that I think people are upset about. And so I think it's a very effective ad uh, talking about the important points. Look, I've been talking about crime uh, ad nauseum and uh, and I couldn't agree with more more uh, sheriff. Uh, it is it is the issue. You know, we talk about when races, uh, you know, pairing up races. What are the issues? Is it a reference referendum against the mayor? Is it a reference against the president or whoever? I believe this race is going to shape up to be a referendum about crime. Thirty-four murders. I, I don't know how many there were this weekend. I couldn't tell you because every time I turned on the TV, they were taking somebody else to the hospital. Because they were shot. PD says there's 34. I think it's a little higher than that. Record pace on on I just it's just a record pace, and, and so uh, I, I look. It's a it's an ad. Uh, ad the announcement is uh, is official. You can go to MannyForABQ.com. That's MannyForABQ.com if you want to learn more about his campaign. 
uh, and, and see the ad again. And uh, so we're going to take your calls. Uh, the phone lines are open. I want to get your reaction to this. Uh, you know, I've said I think that um, I think the that the, look this is it's always tough to unseat an incumbent. But I, I I would say to you I think people are frustrated enough with the crime problem that they are and and remember the mayor made it a big deal when he announced that he was running four years ago he was going to address the crime problem and he was going to fix APD and he was going to put four hundred more cops on the streets he hasn't done either and, and so you should be held accountable for your promises and so here we go. Let's get back to the calls. Andrew, you're on News Radio KKLB. Welcome, Andrew. Yeah, good afternoon. Thanks for my call. Uh, one thing, Manny may be the greatest sheriff in the world. He may be the greatest politician in the world. But he's not going to change nothing, and nothing's going to change in Albuquerque or the state of New Mexico if they don't do something about the judicial system. These judges, they go before a judge, judge slaps their hand, and they walk out the door. They have what's called in the courthouse down here, a revolving door program. The judge slaps them out, they go, and they come back next week. Until they get some judges that can do something to remove these criminals permanently from the street, Manny can do whatever he wants to do, but the judges are going to release them right back out into the public. Yeah, I, and listen, Andrew, I don't compl- Andrew, I don't completely disagree with you. Uh, when was the last time you heard uh, the mayor call out the judicial, uh, the judges? He doesn't do it very often. I should say, I don't remember ever doing it. But, um, yes, the judicial system is part of the problem. The other part of the problem is we don't have enough officers on the streets. Uh, I tell you all the time that people uh, are calling the 242 cops, and they hang up. So I will tell you our crime problem is a lot worse because people just they get fed up. But then you look at this situation from a week ago Sunday where this sergeant was stripped of his gun and his badge because he didn't do what the administration wanted. They wanted Deontay Williams to be made an example of. And I've also heard since this that there are officers leaving, they're retiring, they are buying their time to retire because they're fed up with the police department. The police department is not growing. You heard it right from Chief Polizar. I know you might be saying, Chief Polizar? Who is Chief Polizar? Well, he was my chief uh, back in 1994. He actually left in 97. And he said right on this air a few months ago that the number of officers on the streets today is almost exactly what it was when he left the department in 1997. And so I will say to you, yes, there are things that a mayor can do. Uh, the, 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 the union president, Sean Willoughby, he made the statement that there isn't any morale. He said it's non-existent. His own words. The mayor's, the, the morale in the police department is non-existent. And so I say to you, yeah, there are things that, that could be changed. Uh, and, and when I say that there's a referendum, there will be a referendum on crime, uh, which I think there will be because people are fed up. They're tired of it. 
They're trying to turn it on the news uh, and seeing more bloodshed. Uh, there's got to be, I'm saying there's 37, 38 homicides at least right now. Remember 2013, there were 37 for the entire year. 2014, there were 30. 2011, 35. We're surpassed all that. That's, that's for the year, folks. That was for the year that's how many murders there were. Under this administration, under Mayor Keller, there were 69, 84, 76, and we are on records to break all of those numbers. So, yeah, it, there will be, it will be a referendum on crime because people want their streets back, they want their city back, and they want to feel like they can go out in public without being afraid of being a victim. Let's get to it. Ethan, you're on News Radio KKLB. Welcome, Ethan. Darren, happy Monday. Happy Monday to you, you man. Know, Darren, thank you, sir. Well, Darren, you know, whether it is right or whether it is wrong, um, um, the politician in power uh, gets all the credit when things are going well, and they get all the blame when things are going bad. And right now, yep. things in Albuquerque are pretty bad. It's bad enough we have to deal with a pandemic, uh, the closing down of uh, countless numbers of small businesses. But the crime rate and the murder rate is just, um, it's intolerable. And so even though I, um, as a Democrat, would be normally inclined to support Tim Keller, I am seriously going to be paying close attention to uh, Manny's uh, campaign. And um, mm -hmm. if he even comes close to saying something I, that sounds reasonable to me, he'll, he may very well get my vote. Interesting. So, uh, wow. And I think that I, and I think that I speak for other Democrats. Uh, and I, I know that Manny is a Democrat, but uh, mm -hmm. he tends to be a little more conservative, I think, than Tim Keller. It's just, um, you know, it's a referendum on Tim Keller. It, the city is in not in good shape, and uh, crime and murder is just uh, it's 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 insufferable. Yeah, and I think it's interesting, Ethan, because you and I have talked about this many, many times. And you're you're you are somebody that you know you 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 wear uh, you're leaning on your on your sleeve. You're proud. You're pro, you're a progressive sure. on the left, but you're also right. a pro gun guy. Um, how right. does that play? In, how does this play into that at all? Well, um, I, again, I think well. You know, I would be leaning more towards Manny. I think it's in in that particular aspect. I've never been a one-issue kind of voter. Uh, I know there are one-issue voters, and that's fine. Um, so I really want to hear more. I don't know as much about Manny uh, Gonzalez as I'd like to know. And so, like mm -hmm. I say, I really want to pay close attention to what he brings to the table and how he wants to approach uh, certainly the issues concerning crime, but. But even beyond that, uh, social issues and um, business sure. issues, I, I want to hear his ideas. Yeah, but, but I think it's, it's, it's interesting what you said, um, because, I, and I agree with you, uh, that for many people, uh, they're just tired of waking up uh, and seeing on the morning news that overnight there was just, there was another murder, there was another shooting, there was another business getting broken into, uh, and I think that that... That re and especially in a city like Albuquerque, it really makes people go. You know what? I, I gotta I gotta put my political leanings aside, uh, and and I gotta look for somebody that, you know, is capable of making our city safer because, uh, you know, it's it's the most important thing that there is out there. 
Well, you know what I'm even more tired of than waking up to that kind of news, Darren, is that there's never any response from Tim Keller. You know, he never, he never mans up, goes to the podium, and says, this is what we need to do to fix this problem. It's almost as though, you know, it doesn't, uh, he would rather talk about his successes with uh, COVID-19. And that, you know, that doesn't <laughs> fly. You've got you've to open your eyes and soberly address what is on people's minds and crime and murder and <laughs> safety, security. Those things are on people's minds maybe even more than COVID, at least at the local level. So yeah, and I'll tell you, um, I, you know, that, one other thing, Ethan. Ignorance of the issues. That yeah. His ignorance of the or his, his refusal to confront those issues, I think, is a very bothersome aspect of it. And I want to you make know, one more comment, Darren. Go ahead. Absolutely, you go, Ethan. Give me a chance. Yep. It's off topic, so I apologize for that. But last week you said you thought Derek Chauvin might be found guilty. Um, I don't know about that, Darren. I really worry Ooh. that there's going to be a, a hung jury. I really worry that, for all intents and purposes, that will result in what is basically an acquittal for Derek Chauvin. And mm -hmm. um, I'm anxious about that. I'm, I'm, I'm really concerned. And, uh, you know, if I was going to have to put money down on it, I really would bet on a hung jury because uh, history has given us that precedent. Too often police officers in these situations where a black American is killed, uh, there's never any accountability, and um, they end up they end up going free. Okay, let me. I, I will disagree with you. Uh, I get where you come from because it does only take one. We know how easy it is, right? Um, and, and we know that the defense came right out of the shoot saying you're innocent until proven guilty. You know the presumption of innocence, right? Um, mm -hmm. uh, a pretty pretty uh, common tactic. But here's what I think. I think most reasonable people will believe that Chauvin. What he did was wrong, and it led to his death. The question is, and I think this is where it goes, that they go to the lesser, uh, the more lenient of the crimes and not the murder. And I know there's like that three separate, charges, sure. that manslaughter charge. Um, and, and my sense is that uh, since they have a little bit of a, a menu to pick from, uh, that they will they will all kind of coalesce around one of those charges. And, and maybe it's the... The, the, the manslaughter versus the murder. Well, Darren, uh, I will be more than glad if you are right and I am wrong. Have no. a great day, my friend. Take care, Ethan. I appreciate that. Um, yeah. I, um, look, I'm telling you, as a law enforcement officer, Chauvin has to be punished for what he did. And, and so, again, we're talking about Manny Gonzalez here, but uh, announcing, but uh, Ethan is right. That, that, you know, it's a huge story. Uh, they are... Uh, involved in closing arguments right now and there are a lot of people like ethan that are very concerned but i think at the end of the day uh, i think that um the jurors will recognize that what Derek chauvin did was wrong and it was a crime uh and you know i haven't been able to follow uh the trial i've been able to read about it in the evenings uh to, to and and look at the evidence in the way that it was presented and i think they did a good job um, but, uh, I, I just, and again, there could always be that wild card, that one person that just says, Nope, I'm not doing it. And I'm voting for acquittal. Yes, that's possible. But my sense tells me that people will see this as a, um, you know, they, they have, as I said, there's three charges and the manslaughter being the lesser of the three. And maybe that jury going in there and deliberating and coming out with something versus coming out 
um, with nothing. But I will say this. Uh, uh, I've been doing this a long time. And, and we may be at this for a while. Um, you know, the juries take this, this, this stuff seriously. And they're going to go over this evidence. So I one thing I don't expect. Uh, and I don't see this as a, uh, a as a indication that there's a problem with the case, but I think they will deliberate for a while. And of course, every one of us could be wrong. Uh, they could be in there an hour and come back. But my sense is uh, they're going to be in there for a little while. Howard, you're on News Radio KQB. Welcome to the show, Howard. Hey, yeah. Listen, uh, disclaimer first. I'm not in any way making excuses for the criminals or the crime or any, or anything else. And I'm not making excuses for judges, police, and uh, the mayor. But here, yeah. that's the disclaimer. Okay. okay. But we consider, and a lot of people are very well aware of, the effect on our children with all these lockdowns and everything related to COVID, the lockdowns, granny dying, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and all the chaos surrounding that and how it's affecting our children. But do we really think at the same time about the effect on adults added to, added to all of the, what the children are going through, especially with the, anti, I call it anti-social distancing and everything else, are we considering the adults in this, what they're going through, because then they have to be concerned about what their kids are going through on top of all of this other stuff, and desperation of losing jobs or jobs there and then not there, then there and not there. All of this chaos has got to mentally weigh on a lot of people. Now, there's just criminals out there that are criminals. But there are people out there that are most likely desperate criminals, suicidal people, going to shoot me and my whole family types. You know, this is a collateral damage from all this COVID stuff. A lot of it, I believe, is going to be there. Yeah. All right. Uh, Howard, I appreciate that. Um, look, I will never for a minute say that it hasn't been stressful. And, and there's been an emotional toll from COVID-19. I know that from Mama White alone. We've had this conversation over the past year many times about how much she misses her church. And, and thankfully, she's back at church has made all the difference in the world uh, to be able to sit with her ladies and her friends and, and, and talk and, and play cards. Uh, you know, it, it, she's 83 years old and she doesn't want to sit in the house. And so I get that. That is real. But I don't think it's fair. And I think that the mayor and I think the chief especially, they're just using that as an excuse for this current increase in violent crime. And I'll tell you why. Because if COVID is the reason why so many people are being murdered in our city, then what the hell happened in 2019? Because if I'm, my memory serves me, it, it feels like forever ago. But it was March of 2020 that we started to have the lockdowns. And so in 2019, there were 84 murders breaking a record in the city. And so that's why I say this, uh, this, it's convenient for the mayor to come out and the chief to come out and say it's COVID-19. But I agree with Ethan. 
Um, you know, they're just now, because they look, they kind of knew Manny was going to run. And so now you see, like on Friday, the, 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 the mayor was out on Montgomery. And I'm going to say to him, I, I literally, I, I was scratching my head. A big tack plan to crack down on the murders on Montgomery Boulevard. And that's not to discount the fact that there have been four murders out of the 30-something that we've had. And four murders is too many. But I, I didn't see Montgomery, though, as where the problems were. It's pretty clear to me that it's Central Avenue, it's Manal, it's Motel Circle. Uh, uh, those are the places that need, and, and, and I, I listened as the president of the Hotel Motel so Association said, Look, we've asked the, the, the chief for more support, but they don't have the officers to do it. That is correct. They don't have the officers to do it because the police department hasn't really grown. And, and so, um, yeah, I, Howard, I, there's emotional toll has been taken by COVID-19. There's no question about it. But I think it's a way for the chief and I think the mayor uh, in, a, in, a campaign, uh, in a campaign year an election year, uh, to find an excuse to say, well, it's not our fault. It's really out of our hands. Look, Mayor, you've, this is what you ran on. You said you were going to fight crime, and you were going to increase the number of officers to help do it. And, and you're going to be judged on that, because that's the way our system works. Ryan, you're on News Radio KKLB. Welcome, Ryan. Hey, Sheriff. Thanks for taking my call. Happy Monday, if there's such a thing. To you, to you um, too. <laughs> Listen. So, Ryan, you're my other political guy, man. So, this I I really want to hear from you because I know you've been doing it a long time too. Right. And so, one thing about the about running on a violence ticket, like the idea that he's just going to run on public safety, is there's something a little more difficult when it comes to the violence in Albuquerque. It's a little harder to quantify. And what I mean by that is, you know, it, in like places like Chicago, Baltimore. It's more like, like gang violence, you know, beefing over corners. These murders yes. we've seen in the last three years in Albuquerque, I don't know, I don't know what your take on it is, but for me, I, I can't get my mind around them sometimes because they seem to be random and they seem to just be the product of, of people living on the fringes of society that are just, they just don't give a you-know-what about anything. And, and so this yeah. violence just seems to be just, like I say, it doesn't seem to be targeted towards anything. It's not cartel violence. You know what I mean? I mean, there, certainly there is a little bit of that. Sure. But yes, there is. I, it, the, the violence seems to be like I live in southeast Albuquerque, mm -hmm. and you know, I, I so I see it every day. You know, just a couple, you know, a couple weeks ago, a guy walking down my street shooting his gun in the air just for no reason, <laughs> three in the morning. Right. And if God, if someone happened to be in that dude's path, they would have caught a slug. So yeah. I think it's going to be a little harder for Manny to run just by talking about public safety, if he doesn't have... Because the statement he put out today, somehow the mayor's keeping cops from doing their jobs. That, that, that rings hollow to me. You know, it sounds like Manny's angling to get us in another 10 years of CASA, which, are, which is going to make it even harder for the cops to do their jobs. You know, I think if you, someone wanted to talk about fixing the cycle of violence in Albuquerque, meaning better-paying jobs and schools, that would yeah. be a more worthwhile... Uh, campaign slogan yeah, that would be a, a more worthwhile focus. Does that make any sense? All right, right. Well, yeah, I do. But let me stop you right there, though, real quick. I, I don't like when mayors talk about uh, education, and, and and because you know why. 
because they have no control over yeah. the education system in Albuquerque. Agree, yeah. Uh, and, and so I, I always look at that with a grain of salt that, yeah, you can go out there and use the bully pulpit to, you know, uh, talk about education. But at the end of the day, you don't have much involvement in it like you do the crime problem. Now, Ryan, let me answer one. I, I will say one thing to you. I think part of the problem, and, and, but to, and, and this part, I, uh, please let me underscore, part of the problem. You can't have a situation where your police officers are so overwhelmed, they're going call to call, and they're not doing any proactive policing. Uh, I don't know. You probably called a law enforcement when this guy was yeah. shooting a gun in there, and then you wonder, well, how long did it take them to get there? And they did. And they did. They did finally send someone out like the next day to look at the casings. But you're right. So if you if your argument there is that Ryan, the mayor, if the mayor's you what, Ryan, did you hear what you just said? Ryan, did you just hear what you just said? You had somebody shooting a gun in the air in your neighborhood, and the next morning, law enforcement. Oh, no, I know. Believe believe me, I was upset. (laughs) And you're right. If you think the issue, if your argument is that the issue is that the cops are understaffed, and that's why they're being overworked, I I, I couldn't agree with that more. You know, I I think we need more police, not less. Uh, Absolutely. And I don't don't think the current mayor uh, believes that we need uh, less. I just think that they've got to do some things. Um, you know, I think you, you have, there is a morale problem in the police department. Um, and and listen, I'm a, I'm, I'm a pragmatic guy. I get it. They are so busy. You got a lot of guys that are just saying the hell with it. It's not necessarily because they disagree with the, the mayor's, uh, political platform. Um, that's, that's something that's, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, that's a staple. I mean, you know what I mean? We, you always hate the mayor. Pretty much always hate the mayor. You pretty much always hate the boss. Um, But I will tell you, I think there is a great deal of frustration uh, because they are so overworked. Uh, I don't think the thing last week helped, but I think it's greater than that. I think that, um, you know, uh, officers like to be able to do more for their community. And I think some of them are upset that, look, they don't, they're not getting the help and they're just leaving. They're leaving. Yeah, and I, I, can, I can see that. I, I, I do see it from sort of just like a police perspective. I'm pretty close with the commander in, in my area, and I talk yeah. to him, and every time I talk to him, he's just exasperated. And it's not he's exasperated with any one thing or the other. He just seems yeah. like he's burning the candle both ends. His name's John Yara. He's a great officer. Yeah, he is. Yep. Um, yep. He's, he's absolutely outstanding. Very, like very said, well respected. I, I think, hey, do you, ever, do you ever watch The Wire, Sheriff? Did you ever watch uh. the show The Wire? Uh, Ryan, okay, get in line for for beating me up because I haven't watched The Wire. Oh, okay. Well, someday <laughs> I've started it a couple it. of times. Yeah, there's there's something about the story it tells, and I think something you can be analogous to like the violence in Albuquerque because the first season yeah. of The Wire is about like drug violence, and then the second season is about like the docks. That's how the drugs get in. Uh, Third season yeah. is about like politics. You know, it's these politicians right. the other way. Fourth about the schools. Fifth season about the media that just sensationalizes stuff, and it tells. A big story. It's like it's like there's not just one story to tell about violence. It's all connected, and I'd be yeah. that's all, that's kind of how I feel with Albuquerque yeah. right now. I'm I'm struggling to put my finger. It's not easy. All right, right, cause. You're right, Ryan. I got to wrap it up because I got to go to a break. Right. I appreciate your call. You. I always appreciate your perspective as well. Um, and look, these two candidates, even though the mayor is, you know, he's still the mayor. He's, he's a candidate. And I'm sure that they'll both come out with uh, very detailed plans. At least I hope they do, so we can look at them uh, and we'll see what they're going to do. Let's get back to the call. Scott, you're on News Radio KKOB. Welcome. Scott. Oh, he- hello. Um, I wanted to uh, ask about the Sanctuary City 
status that we have, Mayor yeah. Keller. Um, I consider that to to be illegal, uh, okay. and probably one of the major causes of the problems we're having now. And uh, I was curious if uh, candidate Gonzalez was uh, going to address that issue. Well, I'm not going to speculate, Scott. That's for one thing. Um, okay. And, and so, and so, what we'll do is. Um, that is a question that I will write for him, uh, write down for him. And I, I've got your name here, um, and, and I'll put it down because, again, you know, that's uh, I'm a firm believer when you when you put yourself out there, uh, you got to you got to. And, and let me tell you, I, 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 I only say it from my own perspective. Uh, you know, it, 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 it's look, I'm very careful about my rhetoric when it comes to immigrants. Uh, but right. there is one yeah. thing that. Uh, uh, yes, would, I'm. I'm third generation myself, uh, so um, uh, third generation Irish American. So uh, I, I'm not anti-immigration. I'm pro-immigration. Trust me when I say that. I think it's what makes this country great. We have, for centuries, welcomed newcomers and, and embraced them to be a part of this experiment. But I will yes. also say, if you come here illegally, if you come here illegally, and I don't care what it's for, and you commit a crime, you need to be sent back. You need to be deported. I, I don't think that that's hard to understand. It, it, and and yeah. I think it's a, a policy that's failed. Yeah, it, it, it's simple enough. You know, you want to be an American when you come here. And we've got people coming in who have no intention of assimilating. And they're coming into our city, and they know that they don't have to produce an ID identification, which is the very first thing in any uh, confrontation or, or, you know. Uh, yeah. Scott, let me let me interrupt you there real quick. I'm somebody who can multitask. I asked a question of somebody associated with the campaign, and the answer is yes, uh, that uh, Sheriff Gonzalez uh, will rescind the sanctuary city policy. So there's an answer for you. Right there. I, I don't mess around, do I? I can multitask. <laughs> I think. I think. So let's get to uh, to another call. Mike, you're on News Radio KKOB. Welcome, Mike. Hey, thank you, Darren. Uh, you know, yeah. if, if uh, Sheriff Manny Gonzalez was on your show, this is what I would ask him: What's up with the body cam cameras? How come you didn't allow? How come you were against that? So right there, that tells me he's against regulation oversight. How about Deputy Moya, who's cost the taxpayers in Berlio County millions of dollars? You act like UNM just won the national championship, like Lieutenant General Ray is going to be our next mayor. I don't understand that. I am going to vote for Mayor Keller. Oh, M Mike, that's okay. I respect you for that. I, I do. And, you know, um, I, I think it's about choices. I've been very clear about that, Mike. I, don't, I would never say anything disrespectful about somebody's choice for office. Holy crap, Mike. I mean, you're talking to a guy that has been, and I don't mean to make myself some kind of a victim because I'm not, you know, but I've been dragged through the mud uh, because I didn't support President Trump. And so, I, Mike, I would never do that. I respect people's choices. You know, I, I when I uh, was sheriff, um, I sure as hell had a lot of people that didn't vote for me, too. I, I mean, there were a lot of people that didn't vote for me. 
I, I was always pleased. I won by 10% my first race and nah, 18% the next. Yeah, I was grateful for that, but I understood that there were going to be people that didn't that didn't uh didn't like me or or the way I handled myself in office. I, I don't do that to people. Uh we all have choices. And, and you know, I I'm simply I'm simply pointing out that you have a candidate that has basically said, look, this is what I'm going to make this race about, to the point where the candidate said, and how often do candidates do that, Mike? How often do candidates say, if you believe this, then vote for my opponent? You don't hear that very much. Because opponents say that, you know, because most politicians, they'll just, they'll say anything they, <laughs> you want to hear. But I, I, I give props. The reason I have repeated, I've been doing this a long time. And this is a pretty, I, I think it's a very, it's a bold statement for a candidate to come right out of the chute and say, if you believe Albuquerque is now a safe place, then you should vote for my opponent. Huh. When was the last time you've heard a candidate say, you should vote for my opponent. And that's my point. And that's what I'm highlighting, Mike. But but I, I I don't fault you or anybody because you choose somebody different from me. And as I just said, yeah, I get it. Believe me. 